Welcome back, everyone. This is PT Tech Talk Podcast, episode 27. I am Dave Kittle, physical therapist and CEO of Vinitial, and I'm here with my co-host, Rob Vining, physical therapist and founder of PT Live. And today, first ever, well, I'm sorry, bringing back Ron Miller, owner of Pursuit Physical Therapy in Florida, but a first ever remote and traveling guest. <laughs> so Ron is actually right now, uh, we, we're using Zoom, we love Zoom. Yeah. And uh, Ron is actually plugged in, not just audio, but but actual visual as well of him driving home. He's in his car right now, making sure, first of all, that he's safe and, and ready to roll. But Ron Miller is back, physical therapist and founder and owner of Pursuit Physical Therapy. And we are going to cover some points for social media and how social media and physical therapists not just relate in, in the intersection, but a lot more deeper points. So first of all, my co-host, Rob Vining. Rob, what's going on? And Ron, uh, How's it going, man? This is good. This is a good little impromptu session. We uh, just all uh, hopped on here, just happened to everybody be available all at once. So this will be good. I'm looking forward to, uh, we just got a whole list of stuff that we're going to talk about based on a kind of social media marketing 101. So there's some interesting thing that's come about and uh, it's perfect to get Ron back on here because he's going to be the man to explain some of these uh, new features, new things that have come about specifically like Google business listings, Facebook marketing, Yelp, all that stuff. So I'm, I'm ready, man. Let's get into yeah. it. Ron, how's it going, man? It's going good, going good. We are fully taking advantage of technology here on PT Tech Talk, right? Right, Love it. definitely. <laughs> If it was just daytime, you guys could probably see me better. Yeah. But, uh, I'll be <laughs> no home. I should be home. If I make it home safe, I don't get in an accident. I should be good. <laughs> that, that's what yeah, that we would, want. And if, if we, we don't we, want that to publish that one. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just joking. But yeah, let's talk some social media and physical therapy. Yeah, man. Right off the bat. So, you were talking, the, the first thing that we were going to hit on was the Google business listing. So everybody kind of knows the basics, you know, get your business on Google so that you get a little SEO bump that way. But we were talking before we started here, talking about the, uh, uh, some changes that they've made. Why don't you go into that a little bit? Because I think probably most of the people don't know about the majority of this stuff that we're going to talk about today. So, yes. Yeah, so first off, 80% of searches occur on Google. So if you're marketing your practice or you want to take advantage of social media, Google is number one. You have to show up on a Google search. So there's two different ways. You can have your Google business listing or you could do like a pay-per-click campaign and create ads through uh, Google. So the first thing, the easiest thing is just it's free. It's to create your Google listing. So you can simply just test it in your area, search physical therapy Orlando or wherever you're at, physical therapy Austin, Texas, and look at all the competition. So everyone's gonna have a Google page. So you have to do things to make sure that you stand out more than your competition. So you could add pictures, you could share your social media, you could share your blog posts. I share a lot of videos. I gotten away from doing a lot of blogging and I create educational videos all the time. So you could take your YouTube videos and share them on your business page. Um, there's a million things that, that you can do. There's two things that I highly recommend you do. 
Um, one is to get every successful patient to post their testimonial on your Google business listing. Right, um, right. Because if you're looking for physiotherapy or if you're looking for best physiotherapy or anything, if you have 20 physiotherapist clinics lined up, um, which one are you going to choose as the patient? You're going to choose the one that has the most reviews and the five-star rating. So, Ron, how many right reviews now, does your practice have? Because you're, you're physical therapy, right cash-based I'm, I'm at 91. That's it. Wow. And that's gigantic. Yeah, no kidding. You'd be hard-pressed to find anybody with more than about probably 20 or 30, even in a major market. So 91. Is that tough to actually get? Or how do you usually... Like if a patient's being discharged, what's the, the process real quick that you go through to kind of something, get it? It's just something that it's part of your discharge process that you have to write up and implement when a patient is finished with your treatment. And again, I only see one-on-one patients because I'm a cash-based clinic too. So I have a good relationship with mo most of my patients and they're, if they get a great outcome and a great service, they're more than willing to do that. So in a standard clinic, it's going to be harder to do that because you're seeing so many patients all the time. And um, I just use the term factory. You know, you're just pushing patients in, getting them out, and you basically run your business off of high numbers. Um, it's going to be harder to get individual patients to write that. But right. it's fairly easy for me because I see one-on-one -on -one patient care and my patients see me every time. So they're if they have a great experience, they're more than they're easy and wanting to help your business out. So right. they'll gladly share your, their testimonial on uh, Google and you right. could just send them the link and they'll post it right. and it's good to go. Nice. So having your patients post testimonials on Google is the number one thing. The number two thing that I would recommend is now Google, you can actually pay, I believe it's like $249, a one-time fee to pick 10 keywords that uh, you want to come up when someone's searching. So a nice. keyword is that if someone is searching for a service, a keyword is a word in that phrase that's going to allow your business page to pop up. For example, if you're looking for best low back pain treatment in Orlando, you know, two keywords that I would probably want to use is Orlando and low back pain. Right. Yep. So Google's given your business page the opportunity to come up on search engines. Now, if you're uh, in Google searches, sorry. Yeah. Um, and you can pick 10, 10 keywords. So that's something new that you can definitely do. If you're trying to target plantar fasciitis, you know, you want to choose plantar fasciitis and heel pain as some of your keywords. So that's, Is the second thing that I would recommend. Nice. Is that something that you can change? So like you pay the 249 and you're stuck with 10 keywords or you can alternate them depending on a marketing campaign you want to run. I'm not sure about that one. Okay. It just started. Like I recently just started. That's a good question though. Yeah. I was going to say if it just started, I bet you that's, that's something where people may be, you know, just experimenting with it. I had never heard of it before. So that's awesome. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause that'll help me too. So, so Ron, is that the biggest change for the most recent change in Google's algorithm? Is there anything else that you can touch on of note, or is that the biggest change for other practice owners out there? Regarding Google, I think that's the biggest change. Um, 
with using like keywords, SEO, stuff like that. Um, and now, you know, everyone from Facebook, Google, YouTube to Yelp, they're just trying to dominate search engine marketing for businesses. So they're just all trying to compete against each other to really put your business page in front of your ideal patient and client. So um, that's the new stuff that came out of Google recently. But um, still, the power of the testimonial and really uh, taking advantage of those keywords are really good for your um, Google business page. And again, you, know, you have to be on Google. 80% of searches are on Google. So you have to take advantage of that. When you have, Ron, when you have new patients coming in, I'm sure that you either on your forms or you ask them in person how they found you. So sometimes you might have already, you might yeah. already know that. But when you ask someone how they found you, do you now someone just writes Google on like a form or they type it in or they tell you, oh, I found you on Google. How far do you dig and how, how, how far or how important is it for other practice owners to dig or find like a little bit more. So if someone says, I found you on Google and then you have to ask a follow-up question, they say, well, you have 70 or 80 or 91 reviews and not, I only read two or three of them, but I read two and two or three great, great reviews or testimonials. And then I saw the volume of your, you know, your reviews in terms of eight, 70, 80, 90. Do you dig that deep? Is that important? No, I just want to know where they came from. So for me, it only matters that they came from Google or online. So that's all that matters to me because when I'm doing my marketing, whether it's um, a word of mouth referral campaign, whether I'm marketing specific diagnoses on Google or Facebook, you know, then that helps. Like say if I'm running a plantar fasciitis campaign for a month, over the past month, I can look at how many people our plantar fasciitis patients that came from my online marketing. Okay. So that's a way that you can track it too. But the, the, the most effective way to see if you're marketing a specific campaign is to put a tracking code on your landing page. And then you know exactly how many people are hitting and dropping on the landing page and who's taking action from there because it gets enough where you can track your data on the landing page, but you can track, you can put a pseudo phone number on there that will track how many people are calling from your landing page too. It still goes to the same phone, but um, you can do that to really get in the details of, hey, my plantar fasciitis landing page had 200 hits. I had six phone calls and four new patients from that. So that's how you would track that. But when I talk to patients, I don't go any deeper than just the source of the um, lead or the opportunity. Yeah, that makes sense. So if we move on to Facebook marketing, um, I guess, does it seem like all the big players are just changing things up all at once? Like in the past two, three months, it seems like they're all making little tweaks and changes. They all have their advertising, you know, income all dialed in right now. So what else on Facebook? So I know you do a little bit of that as well. What else have you seen, Ron, on Facebook marketing and uh, uh, just the algorithm they've been using? Some changes that you've seen on that? Yes. Yeah, so Facebook really changed their algorithm recently. And if other practice owners notice this, if you have 500 people that like your business page, 
if you post on that page now, only like 20 or 30 people get that post now. Ah. So Facebook is figuring out how to make money. And what they want to do is us as business owners now, we have to pay money to get our posts out to our target audience. So whether it's, you know, just reaching your own people that like your page already or targeting certain niche markets and your ideal client. Right. So it sucks for us, but it's great for Facebook and for people who own stock in Facebook. There you go. Right. Um, yeah. But it, it does, um, it does get a boost. Those regular posts, whatever they might be, blog articles, just links, pictures, videos. I'm sure you guys have seen that those posts do get boosted to reach a larger audience as more people like it or comment on it or engage with it. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. So if, if you have a post that does create a lot of organic action and likes and shares, it will share with more people and it will reach more, more and more people. But your average, like I know people were posting like every day on Facebook at one point, but now the value of the like went down and maybe it's not worth your time and energy to post every single day on Facebook because it's only reaching 20 people sometimes. So um, that's one new thing of how they change their algorithm. They figured out how to make money off of business owners. Um, so that's one thing. It's like they took a page out of Google's book because if you rank highly in Google, it's because it's like truly organic, meaning there's a lot of people that link to a web page where the web page is really popular and similar now with a Facebook business post. So if you post something, it'll get more reach as more people like it, comment on it engage with it, identify with it. But if it's just there, then it's not going to reach more people unless it's truly organic or you pay for it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, it sucks for the business owner, but you know, on your personal Facebook page, if you have a thousand friends, if you post something, a thousand people will get to it, but your, your business page now they're incentivizing us to pay money for it. So that's what just posting on it. But the great thing about Facebook, I mean, people are dropping thousands of dollars a day on Facebook marketing this way. So it's creating your idea. So you have to know who your ideal patient is. And you can't just say patients with low back pain. You need to identify, I mean, you can pick out everything on Facebook right now. You could pick out the money, the geography, how much money they like their habits and uh, likes and what they're liking. I mean, Facebook is tracking so much data right now. It is insane that you can pick runners around Orlando in a 10 mile radius who make over a hundred thousand dollars a year who like to run half marathons and marathons. That's how specific that you can get. Right. And you can get a video ad and get penny views. And it costs you a penny to get a view, which is insane. Yeah. And you can reach that target market. And then you, so it's like, you can kind of pick out who you want to market to. Right. Right. And that's, it seems that that's only going to become, I mean, the more data they have, the more specific you can be. Yeah. So does it seem like you can be more almost on autopilot now, if you're doing Facebook marketing, versus before where you had to kind of work at being on Facebook and posting a lot and keeping some updates. But now does it seem uh, almost like it's 
I guess it's 50, 50, cause now you have to pay for it, but can it be more automated as a business owner? It's all, it can be a lot more automated, but you still have to constantly assess your funnel off of that Facebook ad. So if like you have four steps to like, say you create a video campaign and you put it on Facebook, you target a group. And if you have certain steps until someone actually calls and takes action, you got to constantly reassess your, whether your marketing is working because if your landing page isn't working, but your video is great, but your landing page is horrible with no call to action, you could sit back and let it run on automate and waste a thousand dollars and you're not going to get anything. Yeah, so it's true. It's not as automated as you think. You got to constantly assess and reassess. I think I said that before in our, in our last thing, but marketing is a whole nother animal. So, Right. Maybe once your funnel is proven to work, then you can leave it on automate and just let it go. Right. But I mean, there's businesses out there that now I'm in a local business, but if you're in a business that wants to target like worldwide, there are people spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on Facebook marketing. Yeah. It is insane. Right. And they're targeting their ideal client, ideal person, and it's working. Right. I mean, it's, it's so effective. It's hard for us because if I wanted to be like dollar beardshave.com, whatever it is, <laughs> I can target all males in the U S right. That's an easy thing to target and just create a crazy video and every guy's going to look at it and click on it. That's awesome. And then it's so easy that way. It's hard for us as physical therapists because it's hard to target who's in pain and then there's so many different diagnoses and then there's so many different types of, you know, ways of searching. So it's a lot more complex for physical therapy. Right. The, yeah. Right. Even with Facebook marketing is going to be, you have to identify your ideal client target Facebook. market. Yeah. That's perfect. So, so for some of these examples, Ron, you mentioned landing pages. Are you using a separate service or pages that are actually part of your real website, your practice website. They're hidden pages in my website. Okay. So it's not like you're using Instapage or lead pages.net or anything like that. Correct. I have a guy who works with me on my, um, website and we, we have a format that works. So we create certain niche market landing pages using a blueprint and they drop on those pages, but you can't go on my website. Hold on for a second. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> I made it home safe. Yes. Beautiful. Perfect success. <laughs> Thank you. Technology. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I made it home safe, but my wife may want me to, uh, help with the baby real quick, but I think we, <laughs> no worries. That, that's fine. We can, we can edit it out yeah, and we can carry it, man. No worries at all. Oh, it, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but the key is to um, make sure that your landing page is effective. Right. Yeah. So with that, do you try and, and I know you've got those Google um, uh, reviews really prominent on your website. Do you also have like Yelp reviews or how do you, do you 
weigh those in a certain amount? Like, okay, I want to have. Oh, Ron maybe, hates Yelp. We've already been through this, but let, yeah. let's see what you have to <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> right, right. So with Yelp, is there any differences with that? Because we're just going down the list. So Google made a few changes. Facebook's definitely made a few changes. Is there anything that you do specific or different in Yelp? Or what are your thoughts on that? Um, Yelp is interesting. Yeah. Because Yelp has so many... Oh, man, they have... Uh, they're kind of annoying. They keep on calling all the time. Oh. Like sales reps, account, account executives. Right. So is it almost like... A, Oh, what is that? Oh, what was the thing that we were talking about where they get a, you get a badge that basically says one of the uh, best open products. care, open, open care. care. Yeah. I'm guessing it's uh it's not really like open care anymore, huh? To where you can Guys, can I take a four second break or four minutes. Go ahead. David That's and I will talk about this. Let's move on okay. to Instagram. Dave, what do you think, man? Well, I actually just recently screenshotted an ad. My first ad I saw from a physical therapist was a previous guest on the show, Aaron LeBauer. Yeah. Give him a shout out. First time I've ever seen a physical therapist advertised on there. Maybe Greg Todd has a little bit. I'm not sure. Right. But I would he might have as well. I thought it was interesting because I think Aaron's ad was for working at his office in his clinic in oh, North Carolina. And I, got, gotcha. and I got it. And I'm in Brooklyn, New York. So... I don't know how that works. If, if some of those ads are, they tied to Facebook advertising right. and there's like a way to just add it on Instagram. I'm not sure. Right. I really don't know too much about it, but I do know that the ad platform is obviously still new and evolving. It's right. not anything where they have a significant amount of data like they do for Facebook. But you think there would be some spillover because Facebook sure. actually owns Instagram. Right. So they're probably just having to tune it. Um, I've also seen a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this? On Twitter the other day. So if you clink, uh, clink, if you click a link, shorten that, clink. If you click a link on Twitter and it takes you to, let's say, a news article that you, that you had linked in your Twitter post, right? What it will do on the bottom. Have you seen this yet? It will. Give it won't. You, it won't let you click on the person's account or no. anywhere else. Just learn more. I think it says right, and it's a blue box, a blue rectangle, all the way across. Yep, and all the way across. That's clickable. That's that's it. Just that one piece, right? And and that's real. It's it's kind. Of, it's genius. Yep. Because when you see that ad, like for example, that one with Aaron LeBauer, Aaron's ad. Yep. And it said in blue on the bottom of the picture between the picture and the, you know, favorites and comments and all that, it was that blue bar. It said, learn more. And yep. that was the only thing you could click. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think you can actually edit it. I saw, I saw the, the sports, uh, was it the running physio? I'm going to see if I can pull it up real quick. Cause I know it was the, uh, it was like running physio. No, it wasn't. Maybe it was, Oh, what's the, what's the, physio guy with the uh, he's got a little brain for an avatar the naked physio here we go never mind it's not the brain it's this one so let's see if we can get this let me see if i can pull this up here here we go i got an ad i got, got an one ad. and right this is for twitter right no this is instagram oh so we're talking, we're talking about two different things i'm talking about twitter oh, sorry. no no oh, no, no, no. Show you, me. First. you first okay so here's runkeeper because runkeeper was purchased i think they were acquired by asics not too long ago maybe last year and here's their page. 
and I'm going to try to click on Runkeeper. Oh, it actually let me. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to go back, and it's got this blue bar. Shop now. Got it. Got it. And so that's going to take me to a different page where I could then shop for that particular shoe or you know some something. Nice. That's awesome. Let me see if uh, let me see if this will work here. So let me see if I can get this. Where it's not looking too bright. It's way too bright. Hold on. Let me dim this a bit. And if not, we'll we'll continue to just give details for anyone listening on the podcast yeah. on, on iTunes. Yeah, I know on the podcast. Rob is currently pointing his phone at the camera. <laughs> there we go. That'll work. Okay. Okay, that's good. So yeah. You've got that right. And then, hey, Rob, you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. You're back. Let me get your video going here. Hold on one sec, man. Um, there we go. No, I think we got you back. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So on, so on Twitter here, can you see this Ron? Six month old. Oh dude. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not disrupt that. (laughs) And it's what, like nine 15 your time there, right? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So let me see if this works actually. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch this. So see that I clicked on a link for the run, uh, naked physio. See that bottom thing here. Yeah. That's a link. That's the naked physios advertisement right there on a link that he posted. So that's going to catch some flack because you're using somebody else's um, uh, content and then running an ad on top of it, but it's posted from your Twitter account. So it's all kinds of, it's got all kinds of interplay with one and then the other, but like this one here says, um, like it's the naked physio stripping down physio critical thinking clinical experience and ebm exposed challenge the norm and then it says visit so when you click on that then it goes to his website the naked physio.com so it's wow. like advertising for your website through somebody else's link that you put on your twitter so it's all kinds of layers of stuff it's basically inception in twitter right now with advertising <laughs> <laughs> And who would have thought, because Twitter's catching a lot of flack about not innovating and losing, you know, their, their share in the yeah. social media world and, and all that plateauing. Well, they, they've done something pretty good. I mean, they took out the, the count that it would take against your 140 characters. They took that away whenever you post a picture or a GIF now. Right. So that's out of the way. Um, they shortened the links automatically. That helps a bunch. And now they're putting in an advertising platform that may actually work because their original advertising platform... <laughs> Like at the bottom, if you clicked on a tweet and then like at the very bottom, nobody gets all the way down there. When you get to the bottom and you see an ad, that's, that's like looking at a banner ad on the top. You just ignore that section. Your brain just goes, Matt, don't even look there, you know? So they're doing a better job with that. So Ron, what, what do you like to mess with in terms of when you're on your consumer side, do you do some of these things that Rob and I do like click ads and see where the ad goes and you know, what are some tricks or some, you know, in terms of like colored buttons and what, what do you, do you ever break those things down and and think about what's the platform or the advertiser, what are they trying to get me to do here? And then that can kind of, you kind of reverse engineer some of that into your own world. I don't see a lot of that so much. Um, I watch commercials differently. Okay. I see what a lot of commercials are doing whether it's good advertising versus bad versus that was just horrible or something like that. But I watch commercials in a totally different way now. Mm -hmm. Um, But regarding like online 
marketing, um, it really comes down to just um, engaging with with the person on an emotional level, whether it's pain, fear, happiness, love. That's all that really matters. You could use all the colors you want. Um, it's really your content and the quality with that. Is it? Are you drawing or connecting with that person? Because really, your website or your ad has one goal, and that's to get in front of a prospective patient and get them to take action and call. Yeah, so exactly. You could put all the flair on it, all the buttons you want, but if they're just not taking action, it's not going to work. So I really don't, my logo kind of worked out good for me because it has good colors. But besides that, I don't worry about buttons with a lot of arrows. Yeah, no A-B testing on anything because if it's a piece of junk, you can A-B test two pieces of junk and nobody's going to click on either one. Yeah. I actually do a lot of video stuff now. Yeah. I think people are past blogging and reading now. A blog has the only relevant thing of just coming up on an SEO search. No one reads anymore. It's going to be either audio or visual. So I actually do a lot of videos. I keep my videos very short and very educational with a call to action at the end. And then I go from there. Right. Yep. So I just want to give a quick, quick example of a really, I'm sure you guys might've seen this. Uh, this came out, let me see if I can on YouTube, this video 2012. Have you guys ever seen the video make it count by Casey Neistat? Have you ever heard of Casey Neistat? He's like a vlogger, video blogger. Now he's getting into drones and putting video cameras on drones and all that. Have you heard about him? I saw him hanging out of a, uh, a helicopter the other day. I think that was one of the things maybe last month it was. I was going, what is he doing? He was in a tux and I think he was, was he using a camera or something like that? He was checking out how a camera worked while he hung out of a helicopter. (laughs) Right. So on YouTube, uh, anyone can look this up, search, make it count by Casey Neistat. So his first name, C-A-S-E-Y, last name N-E-I-S-T-A-T. And so this video was a video advertisement where he was paid by Nike. I don't remember how many, you know, $20,000 or $50,000. Nike gave him a certain amount of money and said, we have this new, this was in 2012. So, you know, before that they had some band, it was like a, a Nike band coming out and they said, here's this money. You do everything, make your, whatever you want, make your own video. Right. And so this Nike band is literally in the video in like the first 10 seconds. It's in the video for, I think two or three seconds, yeah. but the whole video is him going around the world in 10 days with, with a buddy and going to all these different countries. And there's like inspirational quotes. It's an amazing video. It's only had, it only has 22 million views on YouTube. Oh, that's it. So, yeah. And so that just reminded me when Ron said that, when you look at advertisements differently and what is the, what's the, you know, are they telling a story? What's the reason why they're putting this in front of me. What is their, you know, what are they trying to trigger? Well, in right. this is like, Nike wants you to go buy this, this wristband, but if they were just, you know, modeling a wristband, it doesn't really engage you. It doesn't really make you want to invest in Nike and that whole experience. But this video, I'm telling you after this, you guys need to check it out. It's probably four or five minutes long. Yeah. It's really cool. And that's the same type of thing. Like you, you can look at this in a different way and it makes you like, think about, Oh my gosh, like who's this guy? And he went around the world and, and he even went to Italy where that, where that, um, 
there was a cruise liner that turned over and sunk. Oh yeah. Uh, the coast of Concordia, I believe it was called. Right. So that was like still on its side. And he's like up on the mountain and just like viewed it real quick in the video. And right. just like, so now I'm telling the story, but I'm telling more about this story than the actual product. And then at the same time, it's like, oh, well, you know, Nike, they do great products. They have great stories. They have, you know, great people that advertise for them. So that's just part of the entire brand and reputation. Right. Yeah. Once you actually have that, you want that emotional connection. That's the whole thing. Nobody wants to see your product. They want to see the emotional connection or the experience. That's why that word is so important and why everybody hears that so much is the experience is what the, what most of these businesses are trying to sell. Now they're not trying to sell a product. That's why you hear Starbucks saying, we're not a coffee company. You know, we're, we're a customer service experience. And all these other companies are trying to show that, look, it's not just a thing we're selling. We could sell anything, but we're doing it in a way that's going to be beneficial for everybody. And it's going to be open and honest and everybody's going to benefit from it. So yeah, that's the the question is, Dave, did you buy one of those bands back in 2012 after that cool commercial? (laughs) No, no, because I just heard about this video like two weeks ago. Did you buy one now? (laughs) No, I I don't have my Apple watch on. Yeah. But I wear an Apple watch. Nice. So So Ron, any last points to cover just real quick in regards to any, any topics or ways that, you know, people should reach out to you and some of your areas of expertise, not just as a practice owner in, Florida area, but any of your expertise in terms of, uh, like business coaching or any of, I oh, yeah. know you have some awesome courses online. Yeah. So my, my personal company is pursuit physical therapy and that's where we actually practice. So then I also do some consulting for, um, other practice owners or people who want to start a cash-based clinic and you can go to cashbasedphysiotherapy.org Um, and you can go there and you can get my blueprint pretty much on how to open up a cash-based physical practice with proven strategies. Um, I categorize it into three different kind of sections, business 101, marketing 101, and sales 101. And it gives you my blueprint on what I've done to start my cash-based clinic and to grow it um, and keep them going that way. I'm actually making some changes there too. I'm, I'm going to actually create an a la carte menu. Nice. It's hard because PTs are just in a different mindset. We're not really in that business mindset starting out. Right. Um, we're fed up with healthcare. We're sick of um, seeing three or four patients an hour, you know, and stuff like that. But we're not really in that business mindset. Right. I, I jumped in and just said, hey, spend $500 on this, this, and this, and this is my system. Right. But $500 is too much a lot of times. So small- we don't think about, we see the five, most PTs see that $500 and be like, that's too much money. Right. But if you can invest $500 and make 3000 from it, is it still too much money? Right. Exactly. And that's, and that's the type of mindset that we need to be in, but we're not in. Right. Most of, most of my, most PTs reach out to me and ask questions and stuff like that, but they're not willing to spend $500 for it because they're not thinking in that mindset. So right. I'm actually going to create an a la carte menu where they can, if, if they want my eval sales process, they can have that. If they want my phone call process, they can have that. If they want to know my, how I objectively measure my marketing, they can have that scorecard. They can do this. So I'm going to give people options now. So there's a lot of changes going to occur to that website. 
Nice. And you'll be, nice. you'll be able to bring the price point down, but then also if they pay for one, one, you know, module or one video, then they kind of get into one. If, you know, it's like, all right, if I pay 20 bucks or 10 bucks or 50 bucks, and I hear a couple of these videos with you, Ron, for example, then you could more, you know, more likely hook someone and then they continue to pay over the next five, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. But now at least people can pick and choose what they want and it gives them a little more security or they're not so hesitant to spend $500. They could spend 150 here as they practice it and get better. Hey, this is some good stuff. They can, they can spend 150 here, 100 or whatever they want. So it yeah. gives people more options. Yep. Stuff like awesome. so, yeah, it gets them in awesome. the door. That's awesome. That's great. All right, so everyone, thank you so much. We, Rob and I both want to thank Ron so much for getting connected and talking to us on the road in the car. I think the audio sounded pretty solid. So for Ron Miller, practice owner of Pursuit Physical Therapy and cashbasephysicaltherapy.org, I'm Dave Kittle and my co-host Rob Vining signing off. Thank you very much for joining into PT Tech Talk episode 27. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.